and welcome to episode 12 of My Freelance Life, a new podcast from the team here at Milo.co. I'm Preston, and with me on the air today is my friend, Andy. Hey, Andy. Hi. If you've listened to the show before, you know now that Andy recently quit his job to start working for himself, and this show is a weekly check-in with Andy between him and I to see what really happens when you decide to start freelancing full-time. You'll find show notes for this episode and all of the show's episodes at FreelanceLifePodcast.com. You can also subscribe there for email updates so that you never miss an episode. Support for this episode comes from our friends at Bonsai, the number one freelance productivity suite in the world. Bonsai is a little bit like having your own virtual assistant. When your client accepts a proposal, Bonsai automatically drafts up your contract. When your client signs a contract, Bonsai auto-generates the invoices. It's super slick. You focus on the work you love most, and Bonsai handles the rest. Freelancers who use Bonsai get paid an average of 13 days faster, how would that be, and have three times fewer late payments. Put your freelancing on autopilot today by trying Bonsai at FreelanceLifePodcast.com slash Bonsai, that's B-O-N-S-A-I. First 14 days are completely free thanks to the partnership we've arranged with Bonsai and they give us a small kickback of the sign-up fee if you decide after those 14 days to give it a try. Bonsai is seriously one of the best kept secrets in freelancing. Those are my words, not Bonsai's. You can see for yourself at FreelanceLifePodcast.com slash Bonsai. Okay, let's dive into today's conversation, Andy. How, how are things going? Pretty good. I'm trying to think how what it's been like since our last this is always the struggle for me is trying to think of what happened <laughs> since the last discussion and I feel like there's it feels uneventful but I'm sure we'll find something something <laughs> in there that I'm not realizing is actually an event <laughs> yeah it's been a couple of weeks since we talked last I guess right yeah um yeah, I'm trying to think what we even talked about last time. Last time we talked about, we didn't we kind of, uh, I'm getting confused between like episodes I've listened to as I've been oh, editing yeah. and what we've actually talked about. I thought maybe we talked about some more Upwork stuff last time, but that, oh. that's probably, I edited the Upwork episode. So that's, that may, I don't know. I don't know. You tell I me think what. we talked about. So two, two episodes ago was taxes. Last right. episode I think we, we talked a little bit about that, but then we talked about um, computers, I remember. Ah, right. Yes. Yeah. And there was probably some other things in there as well. But since then, I mean, not, I guess it's hard to say because I, I feel like, oh, it was uneventful. I didn't do that much with, with freelancing because um, last week there were various things going on and then... I think to myself, well, maybe that is actually something worth talking about because that just goes to show that sometimes freelancing can be really busy. Sometimes it cannot be. And I should say it wasn't not busy because of the freelancing world or the amount of work. It was just that me personally like fluctuated in the amount of work I, I worked on and such. And that's just the nature of it. Oh, that's really interesting. And so the question uh, you're getting at is like, we're, we're trying to tell a story and, you know, with, with a weekly podcast of what it really is like to start freelancing full time. And the reality is this last week or two, just were kind of just, you just like having a job. You just, (laughs) you just kind of just went about your business and you got done what you needed to for clients. And, uh, and there maybe wasn't like it maybe, you know, that you weren't like 
sipping martinis on the beach or <laughs> flying to crazy places or anything like that. You just, it just was work and you just got your work done. I mean, is that kind of what you're saying or, or, or am I, yeah. am I going the wrong direction? Well, that That's part of it. But it, um, not only that being, you know, just kind of normal, but it was also just maybe on the, on the lesser side of normal, like lesser amount of work that I, I mean, with freelancing, it's interesting because sometimes the, the work fluctuates based on how many, um, jobs are out there that you try to get, or sometimes it fluctuates based on how much you're going out there proactively to get work Mm. and so on. But then sometimes I've noticed that I have like a set of clients that I'm doing work for that's kind, not necessarily long-term, but the projects don't have to be done like in a matter of days or within a week or whatever. And so I have these kind of, uh, these projects that are available to be worked on. And so sometimes my workload is just managed by myself. Like if I wanted to, I could sit down and I could push through tons of projects in a couple of days, work a lot of hours during those days and move them through. Or I can take my time and work on them for a couple of weeks and the client's happy with that as well. So I found that there have been periods in this, in this, um, freelancing, uh, uh, in this freelancing era of my life where I've been able to control my workload by that as well, by being proactive and getting it out there and applying for jobs, but also with the jobs I have choosing how quickly I work on them. Sometimes I, I feel really driven to, to do a lot of hours in a, in a short amount of time and push projects through to, in order. I mean, it's nice because there's a direct correlation with that and how much I make. Whereas if you work really hard at, you know, your normal job, there's not always that correlation. But anyway, sometimes I've been really driven to push through and do that. And other times I'm totally happy just working less hours each day and having a more, um, relaxed day or more, or if not relaxed, more time to work on other projects. I love that. I certainly, I agree with you. I love the diversity or, or I guess the, the flexibility, the, the ability to choose, like, am I going to kill myself today on this project and sometimes that's okay and sometimes it's fun and it feels good or am i going to sort of take it slow today i i am i am curious like so you say obviously your ability to make money is directly correlated with the number of hours that you push through on your projects right now you're working completely on a you know Mm -hmm. an hours for dollars kind of model which a lot of freelancers do but it does present this challenge of you know if if you're just not feeling it one week or if you're just if you're sick or if you're if you want to go on vacation do you maybe i guess maybe you haven't come up against this yet but do you work super hard the week before to put in as many billable hours as possible so that over the two week period it sort of comes out the average amount ends up you know sort of being equal to what it would have been had you worked sort of normal pace for two weeks or i don't know i guess like if you like let's say right now some great opportunity came up and you wanted to go on vacation for a week in like next month what would you do now to sort of anticipate that I guess lapse in time that you can actually bill for? Yeah, I think that that's a a great question. And what you said is, is probably a smart thing to do if you know that you're going to be taking some time off to work extra so that it averages out over the couple of weeks. I don't know that I've done that necessarily, maybe because some of my 
downtimes have been maybe unplanned or that I didn't plan that it would affect my freelancing that much. But what I would do, I think in my mind, I would think, oh yeah, I'm going to work all this extra before. But then when it comes down to it, I'd probably work roughly the same. But lately over the last month or so, I have been working at like an, I think we've talked about this already, but working more than normal. So I'm already kind of uh, upping the average. So there is room to have some of those um, weeks that are less working for vacation or whatever other reasons. So part of me would probably not do much to, um, to offset that beforehand. I'm not recommending that, but that's just what I would do. I'm imagining. However, I'm, I've also been thinking about these things because I, I recently almost did that very thing where he said, you know, got a chance to up and go somewhere for a week and what would you do? And I almost did that in the last week. And so I thought through this already. And part of me thinks that I would just keep working while I did it partially, not to the same extent, but I realized even if I can just sit down, if I'm on vacation or traveling somewhere, whatever the case may be, and just work for a couple of hours, like that, that keeps me um, afloat, I guess. It, it keeps me from having a week of no earnings at all. And so maybe I would, I would lessen the amount of work I spend on it, or perhaps I would lessen the amount of work and time I put towards applying for new jobs or going out looking for them or doing the interview stages or whatever, but actually just sit down, work a couple hours a day and call it good. Like that doesn't strongly negatively impact, um, maybe a travel itinerary, but it also keeps me from having to do a lot of like front loading of billing. hours. I, I love that. This is kind before. of the dream that at least I've had, which is like, like for example, my wife's family, my wife's parents live on the East coast right now. And we are, uh, in, in the Midwest, we're in Utah right now. And so, uh, we don't get to see them very often and I'd love to travel out there more. They live in Myrtle beach in South Carolina and I'd love to just go out there more. And there's always been like this issue of like, well, how much time can we take off and, and how much time in a row can you really take off from a job? But now it's like, well, if, if we really, really wanted to, honestly, we could, we could go there and we could stay for a month or whatever. And I could, you know, just work a few hours a day, maybe while they're out doing something or seeing some sites or something, like I could just work for a few hours and keep the business running and bringing in, you know, quote unquote, a paycheck. But, but we have all this flexibility to kind of go wherever we want to go. So I love that idea of like, it's such a paradigm shift of, you know, before it was either work or vacation or work or travel, you know what I mean? And, and while I think psychologically or emotionally, we still probably need those times of like complete vacation, getting away, pulling away from work. I I still think there's this awesome opportunity now where you can travel way more because, uh, because you can work while you're traveling. I mean, that's what you guys are going to be doing in France. You're not just going to go and not work for months on end. You're going to go and you're going to freelance while you're there, but then you're also going to go see (laughs) things and experience things that you wouldn't be able to otherwise, if you weren't able to have that flexibility. Yeah. You should totally do that. Go to South Carolina. I think we will eventually. I think, uh, yeah, I think, you know, right now there's, (laughs) there's other complications. We have little kids and it, it, but I, I really think like sooner rather than later, we will probably do that. We've gone for, one or two weeks at a time when I had a full-time job 
and it was really great. So, uh, you know, I could, I could picture us doing it for, for longer amounts of time or even like, you know, going there for two weeks and then driving to, I don't know, somewhere else on the East coast that we've always wanted to see, like while we're out there, yeah, we could go and I could, you know, work at night after the kids are in bed or whatever. So. You know, there's an interesting comparison with, uh, like a, we need a good term for like typical standard office yeah, job do. because every time I, I go to say something about it, I have to like describe it in a long <laughs> right. sentence. I feel like, um, the, the huge, <laughs> I don't know, the norm. I feel like there's an interesting comparison between freelancing and a normal job. And that is, well, you, you start talking about it there that before it, when you when when you have like a set amount of vacation days, then if you want to take a trip, the your main consideration is, can I take these vacation days off? Do I have enough? Right, or do I want to spend them on this? Like, do, is this the trip of the yeah. year? <laughs> There's a lot of those kind of questions. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you have uh-huh. to be careful with them. There's there's a limited amount, and uh, so anyway, I, you 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 decide. Okay, I, I've got a week. I'm going to use it and I'm going to go and it's fine. When you're a freelancer, you don't have to worry about that anymore. So you think, well, I, I want to go for a week. Can I go? And, but there is still a worry. And and this is something that that's, I guess, uh, often apparent to me is just because I have unlimited vacation, there's a new aspect. And that is if I decide to take a week off, I also right. don't get paid for that week. So it's not only do I have to, budget like the expense of the vacation, but I also have to budget not getting paid for a whole week if I decide not to work while I'm there. Whereas, you know, in a normal job, usually that's paid vacation time. So it doesn't affect you at all. The only consideration is, do I have enough vacation days left or, or like you said, that I want to spend on it. And, and it's difficult because I feel like it, it can be a bigger burden, even though it's so nice to not have to ask someone if you can go on vacation or to like count up your vacation days, but it's almost a bigger burden because you realize every day that I decide to not work, that's, that's a decent amount to add to the cost of the, of the vacation. But even still with that burden, I, I much prefer it this way, partially just because like we were saying, while on vacation, you can still work, you can still keep things moving along and it doesn't take that much away. But Again, like you said, it's definitely worthwhile to have times where you're totally on vacation. You don't have to worry about work or re- replying to clients or anything like that because that can that can just tap into your mental energy and start to drain you even when it's a, a little bit every day. But I've sort of pictured these vacations where you you like do full on vacation, no work, no email, nothing for like three days. And then you maybe work for, you know, work part of the day for three days and then another three days off in a new location. Like you, you could just sort of, and plenty of people do this, like they just travel indefinitely while working on the road and and they sort of make it work. I I love what you said though, about the, the burden of freelancing, particularly, I, I think that burden is especially strong. I think it exists for everybody who works for themselves, but it's particularly strong when your entire business model is based on an hourly, like you, you bill hourly, you're trading hours for money, right? So, um, Like I can see why that would be extra stressful. For example, if you don't have any, you know, passive income built into your business, if you don't have any recurring revenue built into your business, you know, this is why so many freelancers advocate for like retainers or 
or whatever, uh, like recurring, like building, productizing your services to where you have recurring um, payments coming from customers and then you maybe outsource some of that work. There, I think there's a lot of opportunity. Like if you want to travel more and take more vacations, you could potentially during those two weeks, you could outsource that work to another freelancer who does similar work and you just take a portion of you know, the, the fee or you, or maybe the customer is yours and you're taking their recurring fee and and you're just paying the other freelancer as a contractor. Like, I think there's options, but I can see early in your freelancing career where you're strictly just like every hour you work, you get paid X amount of money. It can, it can probably be stressful to, that's why a lot of freelancers who have been doing it for a long time start to advocate for like retainers or recurring revenue or subscription models where their clients pay a monthly fee. You productize your service. You can outsource it potentially. I just think that opens up a little bit more flexibility in terms of what you can do, you know, for traveling or for vacations where it's not 100% reliant on you. You know, by the time this airs, it will have been a while ago, but just recently, we published an episode on our other podcast called Freelance to Founder, which you can find at freelancetofounder.com. And it's with Jake Jorgovan. He's a friend of mine. And and um, he, for a long time, like designed websites and sort of did the freelancing thing and built agencies, but it was all dependent on his skill set. And then he finally realized, if I want to really scale this business and build something that's less dependent on me, then he's like, I have to remove myself from the equation. And so he built this company that he could teach every employee that he hired how to do everything that he was able to do, basically. And in like six months, he scaled from zero to like $45,000 monthly recurring revenue. Um, all based on this sort of new idea of like removing himself from the equation. So anyway, I'm not saying like you should do that necessarily. Um, I know part of the fun of it is, is actually working on the projects and some people love running businesses like Jake and some people love working on the projects. And, and so I'm not advocating that everybody try to start and scale this giant business because, you know, with 45,000 MRR comes also a lot of responsibility and employees and lots of things. But, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just cool to see that. Like, I don't know. I feel like you are kind of at the beginning of your freelancing journey and it'll be fun to see like in a year, we've talked about this in the past. Like, will you build in more passive income? Will you build in more recurring revenue or anything like that? Yeah. I'm definitely anxious to see that as well. I, I'm glad for where I'm at right now, but, and I, I think we mentioned this early on that I've always felt like freelancing was kind of a stepping stone. I want to freelance and I enjoy doing it. And I, I love it as an alternative to like a normal job, but there is still something about, you know, having to trade the hours for the income. And it's that the pressure that comes from that, having to trade hours for income and like how you feel that is influencing your life, that pressure can be majorly alleviated by having a higher hourly rate than what you start with. Like that makes a huge difference because what used to take five hours to earn now takes two hours to earn or whatever the case may be. That's a great point. Yeah. So like that's like each of these things are stepping stones. Maybe the first one is going from a normal job to a very flexible work environment. There are certain companies out there and where we used to work was kind of this way where it was a very flexible, you could work from home if you needed to, um, you could, maybe there's not like a, a, a written vacation policy and you can just work it out with your team or whatever the case may be. So that's maybe like a first stepping stone. A second stepping stone for me is becoming a freelancer. And then like a midway 
point or a, a like half stepping stone is is pushing up my hourly rate so that I can work fewer hours and it starts to feel more like I'm trading. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm still trading hours for income, but I have uh, a much better advantage in the, in the bartering. And then eventually, you know, I would like to, I, I don't know if it would be in the same way that, that you were, you were talking about. Was it, was his name Jake? Yeah. Yeah. Jake Jorgovan. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it'll be in the same way that he does it, but eventually I want to do the next or, or take the next step in this stepping stone process and, and find a way to have it even more a passive. Actually, I shouldn't say more passive because it's not passive right now, but to make it passive. And yeah, and I don't know when that will happen. And like I said, I'm, I'm pretty happy with freelancing because I really enjoy the work that I'm doing anyway, for, for the most part. Um, there are always a couple weird projects that can really, you know, <laughs> really work on your nerves and everything. But for the most part, I really enjoy what I'm doing and I'm happy doing this, but I don't anticipate that I'll be doing this for several years into the future. I love how intentional you're being about all of it though. You know, I think, I think some people maybe just hate jobs so they quit. <laughs> like uh, that's, that's not what we advocate. We've mentioned that ad nauseum here on this show, but I love how intentional you're being about saying, look, I've, first found a job at a place that could be more flexible so I could experiment with like more flexible hours. And I really enjoyed that and I wanted to take it to the next level. So now I start freelancing and, and it goes on and on and on and you'll find your sweet spot. Like I'm, I'm not necessarily even trying to tell you that you should build a business like Jake's, you know, I'm not saying you should because now Jake is a CEO. He's not a web designer. And so if his real passion in life is to design websites, uh -huh. which I happen to know that it's not, but if it were, then he's now got a job that he doesn't enjoy. You know what I mean? And so if your real passion in life is <laughs> uh -huh. to do the kind yeah. of work that you do as an hourly freelancer, well, then do the work that you enjoy most. That's the point of this whole thing. And so, I, I, I yeah, and, and you, like you, your preferences will change too. Not you, Andy, like one's preferences will change. Meaning, meaning you might love... Uh -huh doing hourly freelance work now and in a couple of years like you said you may evolve and you may want to do more passive income or more retainer clients or, or something like that it, I think I think uh, the joy of it is that you can take it at your own pace but I love how intentional you're being about it and that's a good takeaway I think for listeners is to be very intentional about what you want and how you're getting there but but I would say like don't also don't rush it like just enjoy enjoy the journey like you're loving this moment in your life where you're freelancing and you should be loving it. It's, it's fantastic what you've been able to do so far. And so I say, just like enjoy the moment that you're in while sort of keeping an eye out for more opportunities that may come in the future. Well, I totally agree. And well, thank you for saying that about me being intentional, but I have, I feel like it's, <laughs> it, it seems intentional after the fact. I don't know that I, <laughs> that I went, went about it that way. In fact, it made me chuckle because I was thinking about some of the other things we've talked about and how unintentional I have been with aspects of my freelancing. And I, I feel like in multiple episodes, I've said something like, now you don't necessarily have to do it this way. I kind of do it this way. And there's not really a reason. I just kind of go out and apply for things. And I occasionally raise my rates and I have like, I had like very little, um, plan, I guess, yeah, very little planning built into that. So 
I think it's it it made me laugh a bit, but I can see what you're saying, and and thank you. But it sometimes it just feels that way after it's already happened. I really enjoy what you're doing right now too, which is like painting the most accurate picture possible. Off the air a couple of weeks ago, we talked about making sure we're not painting too rosy of a picture for people who are interested in freelancing, uh, yes. which we can do sometimes because that's the fun part. Like that's the exciting part of like you have all this freedom and <laughs> you can travel whenever you want to travel and all of these exciting things the reality of it is there there's there's some difficulty and and you know we're going to try to incorporate some some more of that into the show as you had mentioned while we were off the air of just being as transparent as possible about like look this part is really great but this part is also really difficult and yes it looks like i've been really intentional and like i've just got it all figured out but in reality i was making up as making it up as i went and kind of didn't know what i was doing but it happened to work out and so like (laughs) i just love how honest and and transparent you're being about that whole process so thank you sure and i'll definitely try to keep doing that Uh, i think it's funny or not funny Eh, you might find humor but it's worth noting that you and I have now been in a a, a freelance or a, a work for yourself mode for yeah. several months now, and I wonder how used to it we are. I feel like I definitely am. So if I I might like really try to paint the picture that you know it's it's not as great as it looks, but I might be taking for granted all the things that I'm now used to. And if I were to have to go to a job tomorrow at eight a.m., I it would become immediately apparent at all the really awesome rosy things that are true and are happening all the time that just grown accustomed to. And I I don't want to, I I wish it could be like a, like a freaky Friday thing (laughs) where this week I could just like swap places with someone and go to a, go to a normal job and, and realize all of a sudden all the things that are awesome about what's happening now. And that will just keep, keep things in perspective for me. it can, yeah, <laughs> it's sort of the curse of knowledge. If, if you've heard of the curse of knowledge, it's sort of like we can't remember what it's like to not know something. And so we, yeah, you're right. Yeah. We've both been doing this now for six, eight, 10 months. How long have you been freelancing now? I'm trying to think. Since August. Okay. So, so ten, We're recording this in February. So I didn't realize it feels like it's been longer than that than actual like counting up the months, but I know I just said 10 months, but it's been like, I guess six yeah. <laughs> wow. So six months. So so there's some hard truth for you. It feels longer. <laughs> it feels yeah. longer when you're working for yourself. It really drags out. Well, but the reason is is because you're you're filling your days with more living and more life. And so it feels <laughs> say that jokingly, but it's kind of true. Like I feel like I do so much more with the rest of my life now than I used to. Before it was like when I'm never gonna be able to find time to get a haircut. <laughs> Like that was always a thing that ticked me off the worst. I was like so angry at the world that I couldn't just go get a haircut because I like had to work and then I came home and I had all these responsibilities at home and, you know, we volunteer in our church and there's like all this stuff. And so it's like, I just want a haircut. But now, you know what? I go get a haircut at like two in the afternoon because I can. And it's such a weird thing to love, but I really love it. Oh, that's great. I think that those sorts of things are... Like they, they feel trivial in nature, but the way they affect us is far from trivial. And I mean, I remember feeling that way. It's not, it was not a good thing for me to feel like, um, that life was moving quickly. Like it's moved slowly. Like we're saying the last six months, six to 10 months, but it was not, it was not better to have it move quickly because that 
that stressed me out big time when I could look back and think, where did these last few months go? Like, what the heck is going on with my life? If I don't do something in a few years from now, that's so true. A few years will have just flown by. And, and the, I mean, or, or the fact that I remember feeling that way as well, not about haircuts, mostly because I usually didn't get haircuts. But <laughs> yeah. When we met, your hair was so long. Yeah. It's yeah, true. And it, it, it will, it will probably be there again nice. in the future. But uh, yeah, there's, there's that feeling when you just, you can't figure out how you, you fit everything in to a, a day because you spend a lot of time and that I'd spend a lot of time at work and that would, would definitely stress me out. And it had a non-trivial effect on my well being. I think. Well, and I think I hated that you had to spend time. Like this wasn't so much true of the place that we worked together, but other places I've worked, you started to feel like you had to be there for work hours, which I understand why that's a thing culturally. But like if, if, most people stop working around three thirty mentally <laughs> and they're just sort of there yeah. not really getting that much work done. Like, why can't we all just go home and be with our families and get our hair cut and <laughs> do the things that we want to do? <laughs> that's, that's part of what made me upset was just feeling like because culturally we don't do it. I couldn't do it either. That's kind of always bothered me. Anyway, I, I think all yeah. that, all that to say, it's funny because I started off by saying like, oh, we're painting too rosy of a picture. You come back and say, well, maybe it's rosier than we think. And <laughs> the more we talk about it, the more I think you're right. You know, it's, it's, uh, it really is, it's a charmed way of living uh, for all of its ups and downs. I recommend definitely working for yourself thus far. You know, I'm only six months into it full time as well. I've been doing it on the side forever, but six months into working for myself full time. And I would recommend it. It sounds like you would recommend it. If, if, you know, if listeners are sort of on the fence, we still advocate for it, obviously. That's what the whole show is about, but um, it can definitely be a charmed life. There are probably a few people out there that are freelancers that are thinking, man, I really wish I could just get a day job. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I've never heard that. I feel like if anyone was feeling that way, they're probably working a day job now. Like, there's, I feel like the, you have to proactively stay a freelancer. If for some reason you didn't want to do it anymore, you would be out looking for a job and probably be getting one, you know, within a short amount of time. So I, yeah, I, I think that's, that's proof as well is that all the freelancers that are still freelancers, you know, are obviously like what they're doing though. I, there's, I think some, some, um, logical unsoundness in what I just said, because, the fact that the freelancers are still freelancers is proof is not at all true because the freelancers who stopped wanting to be freelancers are no longer freelancers. So we can't, you know, ask them because they're <laughs> this no is, longer This is starting to feel like you know, um, a verbal spreadsheet. I'm, I'm like kind of not following. <laughs> like if this, then that, but if That's that, okay. then that and this, it's way too, too, way too much, uh, <laughs> way too much. I don't know. It's way over my head. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I think, I think you're I right. Think we probably left the realm of of useful <laughs> of useful discussion. I think we made some great points, and, and now, now I'm rambling. Just, so <laughs> this is the cue to just wrap up the show. Then I think <laughs> perhaps so. Remember what we said yes. like three minutes ago. And the rest. You, can, the rest. you can literally push stop right now and listen to something else. I I would add really quickly. You know, <laughs> I think um, you know one of my favorite authors, and I know we both uh, like him, is is uh, Chris Gillibo. and in his book Art of Nonconformity, he talks about 
you can always go get another job. Like if you were employable before, you will be employable in the future. So why not give it a shot? If you really want to start, now this is me saying this, this isn't him anymore, but if you really want to start freelancing, if you really want to give it a shot, try it. Like, yes, have a little bit of a safety net, have a plan, be intentional as much as you can, but give it a shot. You can always go back and get another job. In fact, I know people who have left their job, tried freelancing, didn't like it and gone back and got the same job that they left because their boss never hired anyone to replace (laughs) them. And so I just think you're right. There are jobs everywhere. Uh, you can, uh, that's sort of the default in our society, at least in the United States and a lot of uh, similar countries, you know, getting a desk job is sort of the default. So I think if you want to try the other mm-hmm. sort of less orthodox path, give it a shot. You can always go back. Here, here. All right. <laughs> Enough rambling. We are going to end the show. I'm holding myself back. <laughs> all right. Write it all down. And whatever still sounds like a good idea next week, we'll talk about it then. <laughs> sounds good thanks Andy we will talk again soon man alright see ya bye show notes for this episode can be found at freelancelifepodcast.com where you'll also find a place you can subscribe for updates via email that way you don't ever miss um, an update on Andy's journey once more this episode was sponsored by our friends at Bonsai thank you Bonsai for supporting freelancers everywhere and for supporting this show you can put your freelancing on autopilot and give Bonsai a try for free at freelancelifepodcast.com slash Bonsai that's B-O-N-S-A-I your first 14 days are completely free and it's seriously one of the best kept secrets in freelancing. See for yourself at freelancelifepodcast.com slash bonsai. This podcast is a production of Milo.co. You can learn more about us and listen to our other podcasts at M-I-L-L-O.co. Thanks to Danny Gilman of Echopodmedia.com for editing this episode. And the theme music for this show is a song by Joaquin Garud called Road Trip. We will talk to you next time on episode 13 of My Freelance Life. We'll see ya.